0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. The idea that a plant-based diet could improve the health of people and the planet was once niche, but it is rapidly gaining mainstream momentum with two pivotal developments occurring this week including an endorsement by the high-profile Eat Lancet Commission and the launch of the first-ever plant-based lifestyle program to help patients manage chronic disease. On Wednesday, a team of scientists from around the world published in the medical journal The Lancet the first scientific targets for global healthy diet and food production system based on three years of research and analysis. The Commission's controversial recommendation for feeding a growing population in a way that is both environmentally sustainable and will improve public health was to adopt a whole food, plant based diet. Specifically, they recommend that by 2050, the global consumption of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and legumes will have to double, and consumption of foods such as red meat, dairy, sugar, and refined grains must be cut by more than 50%. Needless to say, this recommendation has sparked quite the controversy with animal agriculture stakeholders calling, quote, nuts and, quote, an outrageous departure from the consensus. And while their concerns and arguments for continued consumption of animal-based products will resonate with many mainstream consumers, many others already are embracing the recommended plant-based diet as a way to improve public health. Among those advocating for the adoption of a whole foods, plant-based diet for improved public health are a team of physicians, nutritionists, health coach, and politicians in New York City who on Monday opened a pilot plant-based lifestyle medicine program at Bellevue Hospital Center in Manhattan. The program, which officially launched January 16th, was originally designed to work with about 100 patients, but an overwhelming positive reaction by the public to the program saw the list of willing participants on the wait list swell to more than 260. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we take a closer look at what is driving interest in plant-based eating, the potential impact of the diet and Bellevue Hospital Center's program, what inspired the creation of the clinic and how it can be replicated around the nation. Key players in the clinic's creation also share how CPG manufacturers and the agricultural industry at large can tap into consumers' growing interest in plant-based eating. As many in the industry already know, consumer interest in plant-based eating has been growing exponentially over the last few years. But for all the excitement, there is also a lot of confusion about which plant-based products are healthy and what benefits they might offer. A major goal of the Bellevue Plant-Based Medicine Center will be to help clear up this confusion without dampening recent patient enthusiasm for the lifestyle, according to Dr. Sapna Shah, who is one of the internists at the clinic.
1: I think that there's just a growing awareness of the fact that attacking chronic diet-related diseases at their root cause by eliminating the healthy foods that are fueling the epidemic is the best way to prevent and treat it. And um, there's just been a number of documentaries that have shed light on the connection between food and the diseases that we're dying from in this country, like What the Health, uh, which was released in 2017. It features our very own Dr. Michelle McMackin, who's actually the director and the champion of this lifestyle medicine initiative here at Bellevue. There's also politicians and athletes, entertainers, who've just all spoken publicly about their personal benefits when they're changing um, over to a whole food plant-based diet and this is increased awareness and then there's growing awareness among amongst physicians who are becoming familiar with the benefits of eating um, this particular way and um, and recommending their patients to adopt this lifestyle this program is specifically targeted to patients who have cardiovascular disease diabetes or prediabetes hypertension high cholesterol um, patients who have weight issues and um, and through using lifestyle medicine, and specifically diet, we're hoping to um, treat and hopefully reverse their chronic disease. And in gotcha. terms of just the details on how it's going to be running, um, the, the um, patients will initially meet with a physician who specializes in treating chronic disease. Um, and there's four of us who are going to be working in this, four physicians who are going to be working in this lifestyle medicine um, program. And um, we are going to be placing a strong emphasis on helping patients optimize their diet. Um, And in the visit, we're basically going to be um, doing a comprehensive evaluation of uh, the patient, including assessing their comorbidities, their risk factors um, for cardiovascular disease, um, their medications. We're going to be um, assessing their family and social context. And then we're just going to see how ready they are to make changes and any barriers to making that change. Um, And then the patients are going to receive an overview of, like, some nutritional recommendations with with a a pretty comprehensive discussion on how dietary changes are going to be um, impacting their specific chronic conditions. And then um, hopefully together, you know, the doctor and the patient will develop a plan for monitoring the patient and arranging for follow-up. And uh, you can imagine that if um, you're going to need more, we're going to need more follow-up with patients depending on the type of medications they're taking and, like, how significant a change they're willing to make. Um, and then so then the physician's going to introduce the patient to the rest of the team, which is basically our nutritionist and lifestyle coach. Um, and the nutritionist is going to do an in-depth dietary assessment and counseling on how to actually start a healthy plant-based diet, um, including help with meal planning, shopping, et cetera. And then they're going to follow up ideally every few weeks with the patient and include their family members in the discussion. And in between these visits, the patients are going to follow up with a lifestyle coach who's going to help facilitate the behavior change and use goal setting and motivational and triggering strategies to help attain this goal. And we're fortunate enough to have a lifestyle coach who's um, who can also help with stress management um, and include meditation, yoga, exercise to help patients feel overall better. And so like, we're excited for this team approach, because that's what we feel is, um, is like a critical component of this program because we found that many patients leave the office motivated to make healthy changes and then they face circumstances that derail them from their goals and um, maybe they just can't remember the foods we're talking about or how to prepare those meals and so this new team approach um, will help because it'll help patients stay on target um, in between their tar- uh, their doctor's visits.
0: The program is a collaboration between new york city health plus hospitals and the brooklyn bro president eric adams who wanted more new yorkers to know about the potential health benefits of a plant-based diet after he adopted the lifestyle to manage his own chronic disease
2: i was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and it was really identified at the advanced stage i was at a very dangerous level because of probably probably years of ignoring some of the symptoms, as men often do. And it impacted my sight. I lost my sight in my left eye, and I was losing my sight in my right. And I had what was considered permanent nerve damage in my hands and feet. There were symptoms of tingling. I didn't know what it was. It felt like my hands were falling asleep all the time. But, in fact, it was, you know, nerve damage. And that nerve damage was also in my, my right thigh area. And it impacted just in overall my overall health. It, the um, symptoms of diabetes uh, was just, it could become extremely debilitating. And I was at that stage. And after five doctors told me that this was basically uh, the course of my life, For the next couple of years, I was going to eventually lose my sight and a few fingers and toes, and also I will be on medicine the rest of my life because of the history of my mother being diabetic and other family members were either diabetic or pre-diabetic. I decided to, you know, go further. That just did not resonate with me that I was going to be on medicine the rest of my life, and after doing research... I came up with doctors who were outside of the traditional doctors, doctor philosophy and thinking, and I went to visit them, and they were able to give me information that led to a whole food, plant-based diet. Skeptical at, at first because it was just outside of my true understanding of medicine and finding out, like, what are these doctors who are supposed to be practicing medicine is talking about um food instead of, you know, the basic what type of pill or what type of injection I was going to receive. But I tried because I had nothing else to, you know, to fall back on and the decision was made to try. I did. I dove in headfirst to a whole full plant based diet. And within three weeks my sight returned and cleared up, surprised my ophthalmologist and within three months my diabetes went in reversal as well as the nerve damage the other symptoms of diabetes also went in reversal as well. And that really woke me up to this conversation about whole food plant-based diet. My mother followed me this year after being on insulin for seven years and a diabetic for 15 years at the age of 79. She was at the time, she's now 80. She was able to get off her insulin as well. And, it just dawned on me that if mom at 80 and if I was able to do it why aren't we having this as part of our medicine and part of our treatment and part of our treatment options <clears throat> because it's it's about giving adults and families treatment options and that was how this was born. I was able to identify an amazing person called Dr. McMacken at Bellevue Hospital and another doctor, Dr. Osfeld, up, at, up in a hospital in the Bronx, Montefiore Hospital in the Bronx. And after speaking with them, understanding that we can actually incorporate this into our medical practices in one of the largest hospital systems in the country, H and H, and using Bellevue, where Dr. McMackin was a doctor at, and she had a full understanding of a plant-based regimen. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <and> th- <coughs> Excuse me, and a plant-based therapy. She understood it. So we had conversation with her and the new deputy mayor of Health, Dr. Palacio, and the mayor, and after you know, long conversations and many meetings and showing the clinical trials and the data that really pointed in one direction that we can not only treat illnesses, but we can reverse diseases. And that was a terminology that was really foreign in our medical practices. Everyone believed that how do you live with diabetes, how do you live with heart disease, how do you live with, And we're trying not to live with, but we're trying to have a divorce from these diseases and start a new life and hit the reset button, and food was the way to do it. And we are happy that we did a ribbon-cutting and a formal announcement about two weeks ago, and the clinic had a waiting list of individuals who called in to sign up. We had close to 300 people who wanted to participate, and the just a real indicator that people are ready to heal. And we're excited about it.
0: While Adams is optimistic about the program, he's also realistic about some of the challenges that advocates for plant-based eating will face as they evangelize the potential health benefits of the lifestyle. One of the first and potentially most difficult challenges will be convincing medical professionals to consider food and not just drugs, as medicine. And this is one place where industry might be able to play an influential role.
2: Medicine has made several missteps, and I don't think they were intentional or are intentional. I believe it's a combination of things. One misstep is the failure to teach nutrition in our medical schools. We teach pain management and how to prescribe drugs, yet only 25% of the medical schools in this country will teach a course on nutrition. And our body operates off nutrition and the nutritional needs. And we have to change that mindset. The second misstep that I believe that we made is not respecting the behavioral science of medical needs. People eat things that are harmful even when they know they are harmful and we have to start asking the question why. Clearly people are self-medicating themselves with food. They are dealing with their pain and their issues and they would like to do better but they don't know how. And so at this hopeful plant-based Unit at Bellevue Hospital. We're going to have a nutritionist and a dietitian who focus on what are the meals that person should should eat. Not only that they look good, they are good for you, but also that they taste good. As human creatures. Our palate is there for a reason, and we need to enjoy the food we eat because that would ensure that we will eat. And that is a very important aspect of this initiative, to show people how to eat good-tasting, healthy food, and that's culturally sensitive. The second, the patient is going to learn how to choose the right meals to eat how to look towards reversing their their disease, if it's diabetes, heart disease, and some of the other diseases, and how to go about it doing in a natural way in their traditional environments, what to shop for in the supermarket, how to stay away from over-processed food. And they really are going to get a tutorial of what it means to be healthy and eat healthy. And not be over-consumed with and inundated with all of the false information. How to read labels, what to look for, you know, the impact of the foods that we eat that we're eating. So it's just as it is medical. It's going to be educational. To really borrow the Sims model, we're going to create educated consumers because they're going to be our best medical customers. The first goal is to do what we're doing at Bellevue to show the science and that the science is right, that it's the food. It is not hereditary, it's dietary. And it was never our DNA was always our dinner and our breakfast and our lunch. Once we use the oldest hospital in America to document this, it now starts a conversational conversation nationally and globally and we can start picking the pieces that feed this crisis. So, we can start looking at our overconsumption of meat in our schools, our hospitals, our prisons, all of those institutions where governments feed people. We can start generating the motivation of farmers and others, their crops and their crop cycles. And instead of creating feed to feed cows and pigs and other animal products, they will start creating products that will feed our health and our healthy lifestyle. But in order to do this, the first step is to prove the science in a very public and open way. Although many doctors like like Dr. Bonnet and Dr. Greger and others have proved the science on the peripheral, by using Bellevue, we are going to the heart of the medical establishment and institution and saying, here, we're taking this out of the shadows of our medical societies and into the front seat and the front light. And this is very important. Because then we can go on those farms. We can now start creating legislation nationally that no longer props up our farm industry for cows and and pigs and other animal products. But now we're starting to focus on the health. Our WIC program can change. Our EBT program uh, could change. The requirements of what we attach. Those forms of dollars that comes from the federal level of requiring children to drink milk, uh, those conversations will change. Uh, Having people think that their protein source is coming from only animal products and not great things like lentils and beans, all of this conversation is going to change once we show that it has always been the food. And that is why this is such an important initiative that's taking place at Bellevue.
0: Another challenge the program will likely face will be helping patients stick to the diet, even as they face pushback from friends, family, and others in the broader community who have not adopted the same plant based diet approach.
2: We know that any change of a lifestyle of this magnitude. You, you're going to have some that will dive in head first and be successful. You're going to have those who are going to waver from time to time and revert back to bad habits, particularly because many of the people who participate in this are going to be in an environment where they're going to go back into an environment where they don't receive the support. You know, it's not like when they leave Bellevue that they're going to go into a community where they will have a healthy environment, they're going to go into a community that's just the opposite. They're going to go into environments where family members are not supportive. Uh, We have actually demonized healthy eating. People are sometimes embarrassed uh, to talk about, I want to start eating healthy. If If you want to see a group of friends get angry, let them know that you're not eating meat anymore. It it, it seems to frustrate people just the thought that you want to eat healthy. So we have to start educating and changing that culture that eating healthy is a bad thing and change that mindset. And so we are well aware that part of what we're going to use as indicators is, one, what how many people go all the way through the program and why look at the success of that to the results. There's one thing for sure that if you follow the whole food plant-based diet, you will be healthy. You are going to reverse the major parts of your disease, if not reverse them completely. So our goal is to look at those success cases, find out what were the roadblocks for those who were not success, successful, then figure out how do we mainstream this and take the clinic from Bellevue and duplicate it into other clinics, and most importantly, how do we build the infrastructure that would support this type of lifestyle. And one of the most important places to build that infrastructure is in our educational system. There should not be a disconnect. Between the food we feed in the schools and our Department of Health and our hospitals, those recommendations should come from those institutions that understand how to create a healthy child, that will create a healthy family, and that will create a healthy city.
0: A closely related challenge that Dr. Shaw pointed out is making affordable, healthy plant-based meals more easily accessible, which is another area where industry can help. As Adam's already hinted at, many stakeholders in the pilot program are already thinking about how it can be expanded and replicated at other healthcare centers as well as other touch points around the country. A key element to the program's expansion, however, will be gathering sufficient scientific support to convince healthcare providers to all be on the same page, according to Dr. Shaw.
1: I mean, I absolutely think that this can be replicated. Um, as soon as physicians really understand the power of using food as medicine and familiarize themselves with the scientific studies, I think they can share this information with their staff, the nurses, the nutritionists, the medical assistants that are on their team, and they can all work together to reinforce the same healthy diet for all of their patients. Um,
0: These may be lofty goals for a small program that is still in its first week. But as Adam notes, just because this movement and initiative is not yet on the radar of many health professionals doesn't mean it hasn't taken flight.
2: I feel this is one of the most significant medical moments that could be equal to the moments of penicillin, the moment of understanding the sterilization of medical equipment to prevent diseases, All of those major paradigm shifts that have taken place throughout our medical history, here's where we are. And it's almost a return to the future. As the father of modern medicine stated, let food be thy medicine. The answer was always there.
0: And with that, we reach reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.